Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And you guys are about to hear a fun live episode, Festival of the Arts, that we did uh, this last week at Walt Disney World. A lot of fun we had, Doug. But we also, this last week, had a contest. Yes, So we got to talk about that. Yeah, so we had a contest for a pin that's one of the mouse party pins during Mickey's birthday celebration. So... If you wrote a review, you told us about it so we can match up your name to the username on iTunes, uh, you got entered for the drawing. And we had lots of entries, which is awesome. Yes, thank, thank you, you very much. so much. I applaud all of you. So we did our drawing. I'll save the uh, suspense for who won last here. I'm gonna, okay. So every week, if you write a review, if you haven't written one yet, we will read all the new reviews on air at the top of each episode. So go ahead. You missed out on the pin doesn't mean you can't miss out on us, you know, saying your name. And, of course, iTunes usernames aren't always your name, so make sure they're right. All right, so the first one. Need more than one episode per week. It's that good. And that's from Stouty1. I think that's Matt, who we uh, talk to on social media regularly. I stumbled upon this podcast while vacationing in August 2018. I'd consider myself a Disney fanatic, and I was shocked how they immediately grabbed my attention and kept me engaged. I immediately subscribed am now supporting them via Patreon. So thank you for yes, that. Yes, thank you very much for that. Their shows are informative, funny, and just the right length. Each week has a different topic, and the show never seems stale. They do their homework, and they are always up to date on Disney-related news. They also do a nice job of answering questions via social media, so if you ever need anything, be sure to reach out. Great job, Derek and Dr. Doug. Keep up the great work. That's that's a good one. That's a great review. That's a great review. That makes me feel good. I know. This is the best part of this, is reading reviews. Okay. So, great Disney podcast by Iowa Disney fan. I wonder if she's also an Iowa fan or just a Disney fan in Iowa. I hope Disney fan in Iowa. I mean, we can hope that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll we'll coexist. Let us know on social media. Yeah. Let us know um, your Iowa fanage. All right. Entertaining and informative podcast for Disney fans. Derek and Doug are two Disney dads who cover everything from dining plan to fast pass selections to special holiday parties and upcoming attractions. They also will keep it honest and tell you when to skip something. A must listen for any Disney fan. So there we go. Iowa Disney fan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Michelle, Virginia. I know there's no title on the. I think just new is the title of the uh, review. I am a new listener to Rope... Oh, yeah, it makes sense now. Yes, there you go. I'm a new listener to Rope Drop Radio and have fallen in love with the show's hosts, the format, and their recommendations. You can hear how much they love Disney. I appreciate how honest they are without bashing. They have a good time, and that makes them fun to listen to. Thanks. We do have a good time. We do have a good time. And we do try not to And bash. you know what? We had a great time with the live episode that you're going to hear in a few minutes. 
We did. Then there's a review that iTunes won't allow me to re- read and keep our uh, clean rating. So yep. let's get that one. So here's another one. Give them a listen from Mr. Daniel Owens. Down to earth host, right mix of pixie dust and being realistic when things aren't up to Disney standards. I think that sums us up pretty That's well. That's true. All right. Great energy from C. Schwartz Jeremy. I thoroughly enjoy this podcast as my family prepares for our first trip. I binge listened to almost all of their episodes this last few months as I found their Midwest Banty Witter, I think it's witty banter, familiar and also informative. Both guys are very energetic, honest, and obviously themselves, they share their passion and knowledge of Disney. I truly appreciate the time, thought, and effort they put into their content. He says all the episodes. I hope he skipped the first 20. The first, like, year. Yeah, that was yeah, not good. This, We're better yeah. now. There, yeah, we've improved. All right, Derek, buckle up. This next one's the long one. We got one long one. Okay. okay. All right, the podcast I didn't know I needed, which, I mean, that sounds right. It's by Running Jayhawk. So here we have a Jayhawk fan. So we're surrounded. We are. Iowa and Kansas. All right, I stumbled across Rope Drop Radio by happy accident before Christmas, and I'm officially addicted. Derek and Doug are hilarious, knowledgeable, and passionate, making them the perfect storytellers as you get yourself into the Disney mindset. Plus, their tongue-in-cheek approach to... Taking the parks as two grown men is absolutely hilarious. What I would give to see Doug pose for a solo character pick by himself based on what they've said. Definitely tune into Rope Drop Radio regardless of if you're planning your next vacation. It's the Disney dose that you desperately didn't know you need. P.S. If you need to put a smile on your face, check out the bonus episode where they mic up Doug on Space Mountain. Homeboy doesn't do so well on royal roller coasters, but he takes this journey into space like a champ while giving you all the nostalgia you crave while planning your next vacation. Epic. You know what? In honor of that, I, I have a couple pictures of awkward Doug with characters. I'm going to post one uh, on social media this week. And just, just you for know, you. Thank you for that review. For running Jayhawk. It's like this awkward hug. Oh, I can't wait. Got to post it. All right. And then there's still one post that's pending on iTunes, so I can't quite see it all. We'll read that next week. Did get the name, so they were entered in the drawing. But our winner by the randomizer on the internet that I use, I put all the names in, and it spit out the winner, is B. Flock, or Brian, who we've talked to on social media before as well. And now I will read his winning review. It's a winning review. Winning. Great podcast, practical tips, fun hosts. Okay, so taking my first trip as an adult to WDW next week with my wife and son. Listening to Doug and Derek and working my way through the archives has given me a lot of great tips for our trip. WDW is pretty daunting and takes a lot of planning, so listening to the experts has been a big help. And in parentheses here, have already messaged Michelle, the show sponsor, to start helping us with our next trip. Great podcast, well worth the listen. Well, thank so, you, and thank you for supporting Michelle too. That's 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 a win win. Yeah, so I didn't even realize that till I was rereading it. So, randomizer picked Brian. So, congratulations. We'll be uh, getting in touch with you to send the pin out your way. And there is our reviews. If you want to give us a review, we will read them on air. Uh, each week. So, all right, Derek, you have one more thing to add. I do. We also like to mention our Patreons, and we gained another Patreon this week. Lauren, thank you so much for joining uh, our kind of group on Patreon. If you're looking for more episodes, more fun pictures, more random things, join us. You can find our Patreon link in the show notes. 
and we have one coming out this week where we talked uh, on the People Mover. Yeah, the People Mover, kind of a ride along on the People Mover will be on Patreon. Yes, that one, Doug, does not puke on. No. So that's no. a good ride. Yeah, I can... I can, I, I can do that all day. So if you want to hear that episode, become a patron like Lorne. Anyway, Doug, that is kind of all the news from the show. Thank you so much, everyone who entered. And now you get to hear the Festival of the Arts live from Walt Disney World. Welcome to a special live edition of Rope Drop Radio. We are actually in Hollywood Studios right now, sitting outside Muppets Courtyard. Yeah, you can hear Muppets Courtyard in the background. There's Piggy in her fountain doing her thing. It's the only place. We're on top of Pizza Rizzo's, kind of in that upper deck. Uh, with Pizza Rizzo's being seasonal, it's kind of nice right now, a way to hide from the crowd. Yeah, there's no one here, because since it's not open, serving horrible pizza. Which is funny, because a cast member walked by us like, eh, whatever. Yeah, just go investigate, I guess, is what they're thinking. Yeah, just taking pic- trying to see Star Wars or something. But yeah. uh, yesterday, we did Epcot, and we did the festival, Festival of the Arts. A lot of fun, and that's what we're going to talk about today. On today's show, we tried to do it live yesterday, except then we got involved with uh, UCF Kent, who you might remember from Parkeology. We might have had a couple cocktails with Kent, so a few, a few drinks, and we also saw Ryan Wiley, their voiceover artist. So we got distracted from recording while at the actual festival. So this will make do. Well, all of a sudden we were like, "Oh, we should record," and then illumination started. It did. It started. It's probably the last time we'll ever see it, too. So don't get confused thinking that the festival is at Hollywood Studios. No, it's at Epcot with all the other festivals. We're just here having fun with, and, and we get to look at Miss Piggy. We do. And the uh, I mean, Muppets Courtyard is really Grand Avenue or Grand Courtyard now. It's not called Muppets anymore, is it? It's always Muppets to me. Okay. Well, as long as it's always that way to you. Anyway, let's go back to the Festival of the Arts. This is its third year, and I have successfully been to all three, so it's been really fun to be able to see that this festival grow and be a mainstay for Epcot. I really enjoyed it. We got there at about 11.30. Festival opens at 11. Now, if you do food and wine, when festival opens at 11, uh, there's people already on top of people, but not yesterday, Doug. It was really nice. And we had a ton of space. I mean, we did kind of go straight back to, like, Germany, and started from there so we didn't like start right in mexico or canada so we got deeper into it like i have a picture from japan where there is nobody in my photo of that archway with spaceship earth in the background like nobody it was wonderful it's complete different kind of atmosphere than you see at food and wine or even flower and garden now on a saturday afternoon saturday night it's gonna be crazy like bananas crazy but at least on a friday afternoon it was pretty good. Very manageable. It was wonderful. And we had a good time. We did a lot of eating, some snacking. And uh, what else I really liked is all the artwork that you're able to see. I think this is what I like most about the festival is that it gives you something to look at. You're not just eating and drinking, getting drunk and trying to get to the next booth and getting around the world. No, there's also paint classes, art classes. There's a lot of live artists doing shows and demonstrations. Some of that chalk art was amazing. Yeah, and I like that you can get your drink and kind of go. They have lots of tents set up with artists and their paintings and most of them are Disney themed and you can go peruse through those while you sip your beverage or finish your snack which is pretty cool that gives you just more to do than just drink and eat and I thought the number of food booths they have is like the right amount like it's not overwhelming like just enough yeah you're not trying to hit every single one of them but you know if you want to you can that's what I really liked about it and if you heard a loud boom a second ago 
I think Star Wars fireworks for the show just went yeah, off. The, one of the two shows. Not sure which one. They have two different stage shows. So, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. So if you hear anything weird in the background, that's it. That's what's fun about a live podcast. But back to the festival, I agree. A lot of great places to eat. Doug, you actually started it off. You were maybe a little hungrier than I was because I wanted to wait a little bit farther back in the festival. Kind of, I'm one of those guys that will look at four or five menus, even though they hand you a menu when you walk in. I, I have to look. trying to hand you a menu. Yes. You're, I was taking videos and pictures, but I also like looking at the pictures while we get there. So... Uh, yeah, you ate before I did. What did you get very first? Well, we went back to the Cuisine Classique booth. It's back in Germany. And we got, I got, a uh, red wine braised beef short rib with uh, parsnips, puree, broccoli, baby tomatoes, and aged balsamic. It was good. I enjoyed it. Very tender meat, melted right in my mouth, and then some vegetables on top of that. It was good. Uh, I was eight bucks. Eight dollars, and uh, was I full after it? No, but was it a good start to my lunch? Good start. Yes, got the protein. That's what it's all about: snacking around the world. My first thing was something unique that I'd never seen before. It was a sushi donut. Doug would not touch it with a ten-foot pole, but no, I had, I had too many classes in college about bacteria and parasites. No, thank you. If you don't know, Doug is the Disney dentist. If you're new to this show, that's what he does, so he knows all about that. But it didn't stop me from eating a sushi donut. Really cool. We did post a couple pictures on social media, but that was from Takumi Table right outside Japan. Really nice. And you might be seeing some of those fish crackers trending on social media as well. That was there. I did not get one of those. I had to get a different dessert, Doug, but you got dessert before I did. I, I did not. The next thing I got wasn't a dessert. It was a, it was a bread bowl in France. So there's this cuisine Francais. It's really creatively named. The creme de brie et petite pain. So little bread. That's what that says. Warm, creamy brie in a house-made bread bowl for seven seventy-five. It was good. The bread and the creamy... Oh, it's... I could have eaten 10 of those. My stomach wouldn't have liked it. It looked like a dessert. That's how many calories were in it. Oh, it was calorie-wise a dessert, but flavor-wise, not so much. And I had to get something from that same booth. It was the uh, Molu à Chocolat Varvoum. I don't know. It was a molten chocolate cake that was amazing. Like, as I stuck my fork in it, fudge just squirted everywhere. It looked good. I... Yeah, I think I could have eaten everything from France. And what I like about all these dishes is food and wine. They're just trying to get the food and wine out and the beers as fast as they can. At Festival of the Arts, everything's got a unique touch to it. So they took a while making my lava cake. They had to put dots and lines and make it look all arts and fancy. Uh, Later on in the day, I got a chocolate chip cookie. No, it's not just a chocolate chip cookie. It's one shaped as an easel, and it had different paint swatches, and they give you a paintbrush. So that's what I... Paint is frosting, by the way. Paint's frosting. Too much frosting. I had to scrape some of that off, for sure. That was a good cookie, though. And that was available about half the booths, that uh, artist palette cookie. Um, Then I saw something that caught my eye, dessert-wise. It's a trio of savory croissant donuts. So cronuts, trio of them. I saw that. I thought, yeah, three. Cr- of course, who wouldn't want a donut? That's what you told me. That's all I saw. All I wanted. So we get them. It was in the Odyssey. Um, I don't remember what that was called exactly, but in the Odyssey, and 
they start making things like they're handing stuff to the people ahead of us in line. I'm like, I didn't see we're, nobody's getting these donuts. And then I realized, oh, crap, that's my donuts I just ordered. So I have to look up here what was on them. For the record, he did not read the description. No. He just goes, I want donuts. And pretty much kind of like a four year old would order food. It really was. I was hungry. And I wanted donuts. One had, I can't eat, I don't even know. It's something, a whipped garlic and fine herb cheese with fresh herbs on one. Chicken salad with shaved fennel and fresh herbs. And then spicy tuna and wasabi with seaweed salad. That was a, one of the worst things on a I've donut. ever tasted. I was not prepared for I I'm sure it was very fancy and fine dining, but my sophisticated palate did not really care for it. The the chicken salad might have been the weirdest chicken salad I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was very very yellow and, and did not taste grainy? like the uh, yeah, it was grainy. And uh, like we had to go back and look at the description to figure out what it was. It was I, hilarious. Uh, we had a good you, laugh. I did not laugh as well, much. Well, I didn't spend the money on it that one. Took me a took me a while to get the taste out of my mouth. And that was the most expensive thing I got, too, was the thing we did not... We ate more of it than we probably wanted to, though. Oh, yeah. We we, we, well, we had to. When you spend money on food... Cronuts out. We finished the donut part out from underneath the extra flavor. Ugh. That was gross. So, yes. Guess a uh, travel planning tip. When you're at a festival, read the description, which I think everyone does except you and me on this one. Just, I want donuts. Yeah, and but then I recovered with a different dessert. We went to Sunshine Seasons. They have a seasonal cupcake. I don't know. It seems like it should have a fancier name, but it's um, I mean it's white chocolate on the ice, white frosting at least, and like an artist palette and a paintbrush. Really neat. It looks splattered like different colors of paint, and uh, it's rainbow colored on the inside. We had seen pictures of it online. We thought, oh, that's good. Well, Michelle, my wife, had warned me that. It, it supposedly doesn't taste like what it looks like. So I'm like, oh, okay. And she's, I forgot what she actually told me it was supposed to taste like. So we cut it in half. We open it up, take a picture of it cut and take the first bite. And it's like peanut buttery. I was like, what is this? I was not, I was hoping for something sweet. It, it was just straight peanut butter. It was, you know, when the thing that you taste doesn't match what your eyes are seeing. It's one of those moments. And I ate it. And then my, I'm texting Michelle, and she's like, yeah, it's supposed to be peanut butter, or Butterfinger flavored. I'm like, well, they forgot the butter. They just went with the peanut. So pe- peanut fa- fingers. Well, flavored. it concerned me, because if any kids have a food allergy, I felt like there's no warning with it. No. I mean, if you have a peanut allergy, though, you're always asking everything. Oh, that was a good point. Yeah, I didn't. I took, like, one bite, and you had to finish it for me. Yeah, it was good. I ate it all, but I could have done better. I struck out on my desserts. Well, what we then went on to do is what most people start with, and that's now drinking around the world. So we got, we got our food in us, we got our dessert in us, and then now we had to start drinking. And Doug, I think the success was we found a beer that you liked. I mean, I like that vanilla beer. So Kent showed up, and we went to the American Pavilion. He got a beer flight, and the one in the middle was a vanilla something or other. And he says he has that in his refrigerator, so he let me have that. That was good. I'm not a beer drinker in any way, shape, or form. And then there was also this raspberry beer on there that both you and Kent made this face at. Like, it almost killed you. It was the worst tasting beer I've ever had. But the first thing I said after I took a sip was I was like, Doug, you're going to love this drink. And you're like, how are you going to know? We never drink together. And, of course, I was right. Yeah, it just it tasted like a bad raspberry, if that's a thing. I don't know what raspberries taste like when they go bad, but that's it. 
and it was just fruity enough for me. I put a little umbrella in it, and I'm set. Yep, that was kind of like our drink the night before you'll hear on our trip report. What beers did you get? You bought a flight as well from a different place in America? Yeah, the other flight that they were doing. So I got the uh, IPA, a wheat beer, a blonde, and then uh, a coffee beer that I gave to Kent. So, no, it was fun. We got a bunch of drinks. And then, Kent, thank you. I know you're listening to this. We went to uh, the Mexico Pavilion to... La Cava. La Cava, which has been on a bucket list of mine. Uh, sometimes if you go there, that line is stretched almost all the way outside of Mexico. But we got there. It was only about four people deep, so we knew we could get in. Yeah. And then Kent treated us to some margaritas, which were surprisingly strong. Yeah, the jalapeno one and gave me a sip. I didn't know what he had. I just... I knew it wasn't the mango one. He made sure he wasn't going to kill me. Holy cow, that was spicy. I don't like jalapenos. I am a sad, sad person when it comes to spiciness. It's okay. And, well, my favorite part is that you're not used to drinking all this at a no. festival or eating all this. No. And uh, you had a rough night that night in the hotel room. <laughs> it was reminding me why I don't drink. There you go. Well, and then uh, non-festival food, we do have to say uh, we had a great time at Via Nepali's eating a pizza. But, yeah, all these places are great down there in World Showcase. And the best part, I still think, of the Festival of the Arts is that you're going to, uh, when it comes to food, one, you see you got food, you have alcohol, and you can actually watch people paint and do Do art things. things. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about the other thing that they do at the festival that's a lot of fun that my kids really loved last year. Yeah, you get to pick a color. You get a number with your color you give you a little cup with the paint and you get a little paintbrush and then you go over and you help paint a mural you get to paint six squares of your number and we did that i painted some yellow what color did you i painted some green and honor my son because he's obsessed with that color my only problem with that i love the mural i love how it looks you get a little picture of it afterwards we did the same mural last year so that bugs me a little bit but think of how much plastic i mean you're looking at thousands of little cups with just a little bit of paint in them that did i wish there's a more efficient way for disney to do it seems that. like like the paper ketchup little cups would work just fine i don't know why i mean i don't know i'm not in charge so i won't uh say too much but it was fun making being part of the mural definitely was a little fun the other highlight is getting a pass holder magnet we are pass holders and this year they're doing a figment magnet so it's been a huge win Uh, my favorite comment that i've seen on twitter so some of my our listeners might like this is that people didn't realize figment was an actual disney character yeah i wish they'd put a disney character on that magnet so the annual pass holder magnet is themed for the festival um and that's cool figment's like the main character on all of the merchandise this year which is pretty cool one of the other things that we did was check out some of the artwork just in the various tents there's so much of it that like my i know my kids would love but i don't know how i get artwork home it's not cheap some of those pieces were quite a bit of money i looked at some of the price tags but if you are really looking to redo your house in disney art this would be a place to go yeah there's a ton of it and it's by lots of different artists so you can see different styles and like right next to each other there was like one painting of porgs where you know that kind of like the monkey thing where they yeah they cover their eyes cover their ears they and mouth they did that with porgs and i was like man if i could get that for claire that would have been a win she would love that but it's like yeah i don't want to spend 60 dollars on something that's just gonna sit on her wall and i don't know how i get it home yeah i only brought a backpack 
yeah. full of podcasting equipment. Uh, the other thing that I love about the Festival of the Arts is they have all these interactive pictures. So you can be in the picture, and they have PhotoPass people, and they have some open ones as well. But, yeah, you uh, some famous pictures. I know we got one right here. Is that George Washington crossing the Delaware? Yeah. Right yeah. So we're, we're, we're going with George Washington. We have our, we struck our pose, our best George Washington pose, as if we are conquering the British. And uh, I did the scream. I think I did that quite well. And then we did one other one maybe in there somewhere. I can't remember. Um, one of the other really cool things they do is in the American Gardens Theater, they uh, have Broadway performers. So this week there was two Broadway performers there, and they're there for like a week, and then they bring in other people and other people. But you can do a dining plan, like kind of like you would with Candlelight Processional, and you get a package where it guarantees you a seat, or you can stand in standby and kind of hope you get in. I don't know if it's quite as popular as Candlelight Processional. I don't no, know. definitely not as popular, but it is fun to watch, and it's great because you can listen to it. We had the guy who performed Beast for nine years on Broadway, and so I got to listen to him for a few minutes, and he did a lot of original scores that aren't in the movie. They're Broadway Beauty and the Beast scores, so that's what I really yeah. liked. You're getting some unique uh, takes that you may not have heard from the movie. I know last year we had a bunch of performers from The Lion King on Broadway in New York, and so we got to kind of re-listen to all the Lion King stuff that they, they sing. And so if you're into music by any means or, or good singing, uh, this is definitely a show that you would want to go to. Yeah, I think it's a real great thing. And last year it was just offered like Thursday through Sunday. This year it's every day now. So they clearly are making more of an investment in this festival, and it's probably going to be sticking around and growing every year. Um, you know, do you feel like it's grown a lot the last few years, other than the the Broadway thing, which is obvious growth? What do you think, Derek? Yeah, and the three years that we've been going to it, the first year was just oh, how do we reuse some of these festival booths from um, food and wine and and. It's just how do we make money off this? And now they're really investing with the art classes alone. Like here they are, have about 20 easels and people painting uh, really cool things over. Yeah, that was like 35 bucks a pop or something like that to do that. Yeah. When I saw it. So yeah, they're it, making, and they're making money, but I think it's really neat that they're teaching. Yeah. I mean, those guys were actually painting those, good work. Those, it's better than what I can do. We walked do. past and we looked at what everybody was painting. I'm like, there were some little kids in there. I'm like, oh, I can't paint that. Like. They look good. Yeah, and oh, and some of the other fun things were up front. Uh, I like that they're bringing performers in. So you can not only do painting classes, but you can watch uh, some street performers. Yeah. So we have the fake statue guys. I love those guys. So that wasn't there the first year. They did have some last year, but this year they have really stepped up a notch. Seems like every year they just keep adding more and more to this festival. Yeah, and I love in the Odyssey. They have you know, special artists and special talented people come in and they can talk. And, and I know I mentioned it earlier, but all the chalk, not only do they have the chalk artists, which I still think these guys blow my mind. They're making 3D things like you're falling down a hole in the pavement. But they also have a little area for kids for do your own chalk. And yeah. so little kids can have fun at this festival just as much as the adults. Yeah, because everybody knows you want to travel to Florida, pay for park commission, and then color with sidewalk chalk. Every, no, every I, I said, no, yeah, I know. And, and my kids would be the one. I had seven, five, and one. They all would be doing it. My one-year-old might eat the chalk. But it's, yeah, that would drive me insane. But I was shocked at how many kids' paintings there are. But you can definitely tell. It's like parents putting them on a timer. It's like, okay, yeah. you have two minutes. Let me finish my drink, and we're going. Yeah, that look, the kids were having fun. 
as I made fun of the fact that you got to Florida and you're now playing with Shock. Playing with Shock. Yeah. That, there you go. That's the, that's the best part of the festival, playing with Shock. So I mean, what's the big difference from a kid cot there, really? Yep. So, you know, if you think it's okay for your kids to do kid cot, that's not wasting time, then you should be okay with uh, coloring on the sidewalk, right? Right. And the other thing I love about this festival, one of the reasons why we've been able to go is I like this time of year. Though it is cold out, we're both in long sleeves today, uh, it's, it's nicer. And so food and wine this last year, we were hot. Like, that's an understatement. I was dripping sweat hot. And here we are, Festival of the Arts. It's got a little brisk in it. Uh, yeah, we were in T-shirts and shorts. Most of the locals were in, like, jackets because it's 40, 50 There's degrees out. There are some parkas at 50 degrees. But it's, it's nice. It's not too crazy, and I like how uh, it wasn't as busy yesterday. I'm sure on the weekends it definitely gets busier. But in my three years of going, I've never seen it out of control. Like, food and wine can come. I feel like this event is what food and wine was like 10 years ago. And I know talking to Kent last night, he kind of felt the same way. Yeah, it's a great amount of people on a Friday afternoon into Friday evening. We could still walk pretty freely through um, World Showcase. We found a great spot to watch Illuminations. That, I mean, I guess we did line up a half hour before, but that, yeah, maybe 20 minutes before. Yeah, it was only about 20 minutes because yeah, I wanted to do the podcast and realized we didn't have time. We were on the rail to watch Illuminations, even with the wind blowing at our backs to where we didn't get smoke in our face. So it was a great spot. It was, and I love how all the countries kind of get into it a little bit, not as much as they do for some of the other events, but they do have some booths. They do have some food. We did get to watch some... Uh, some the drummers and musicians are all out there so it's it's fun just to be able to walk around and enjoy it and i think uh, a lot of people complain like there's not enough to do for kids i think this is a good one for both age demographics where i think the other festivals is geared more towards the older the adults this one you can bring your kids to though i will be honest i would not trust my kids in some of those art shops that's true you gotta watch their hands keep hands off some of those paintings but you know, in the other festivals, food and wine definitely doesn't have much offer for the kids. Uh, flower and garden, a little bit more, but, you know, like a 10-year-old can only look at so many topiaries before they lose their mind. Yeah, I agree. So, no, this is a good one, and I think that's that's kind of a good review. Overall, Doug, where would you rank this in your festivals? I think it's probably my favorite festival because food and wine is too crazy for me. I don't really like people. I'm allergic to them. I sneeze a lot. Um... And then you got Flower and Garden. I'm allergic to the actual festival. Like, <laughs> Yes, you are. I, 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 topiaries are cool, but they have so many flowers around. Like Everything's plussed up flower-wise that I, when we did it last year at spring break, no, the year before that, I mean, I was taking Benadryl, and it's not much fun walking around a theme park hopped up on Benadryl where all I want to do is like go take a nap in a corner and cry a little bit. Yeah. So I think this is easily my favorite and it's a great time of year too. You're going to hit President's Day, Martin Luther King Day and maybe Mardi Gras depending on the year. So those are going to be the busy weekends. But if you avoid those, you'll be in really good shape. Oh, I agree. This is by far my favorite festival. Uh, like you said, food and wine is just too busy, too crazy, too hot. This is the perfect temperature. Uh, you got the right amount of food booths, so you're not trying to kill yourself both financially and stomach-wise getting all the food booths. It's got fun different mixed drinks. Art classes are great, and it's just unique for both young and old. So overall, definitely my favorite festival. We've gone three times, and I plan on going many more. 
I think the biggest piece of advice, though, is to read the description of the food. You see, cronut. Don't get excited. It may there, have to. There apply. might have stuff on top of it, Doug. And that's my favorite because I I should have looked too. I was too I, busy. I was taking pictures of the popcorn. Oh, there's a in that same area. They're doing your own screen printed T-shirts. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking pictures of all this stuff, and I'm like, wait, where, where's the donuts, Doug? Yeah. What did you get? Yeah, I sit down with it. You're like. What did you bring us? Like, um, something fancier than that. That did not look like a donut, and it did not taste like a donut. I just wanted something sweet. I wanted dessert at that moment, and it was the opposite of dessert. It was like lunch things on a dessert. Ugh, I failed. It's okay. We'll we'll make up for it hopefully next year. But I think that's it. Uh, Great festival. Definitely worth going to. The best way is to contact Michelle McKnight with MEI Travel. She can definitely hook you up. You want to start planning this still six months in advance. There are ADRs to get. I do think uh, some of the ADR dining yesterday at Epcot was busy. Yeah, uh, still busy. A lot of people dining. But being prepared, book way out. You'll be just fine and have a good game plan going in. You can look online. You know, the first day the festival opens, there's people out there taking pictures of everything so you can find the resources and know what you want before you even step foot in the park or be like Derek and walk around and point at a picture although you knew the sushi donut existed oh yeah I'd been I knew that's what I was going to get for weeks now because it kind of trended on Twitter a little bit and to be honest my failure with my donut I should have known because your donut was not a donut at all it was just shaped like a donut it was, sushi. it was rice on the bottom shaped in a donut, and then they put a lot of raw fish all over the top. And it was, I couldn't eat it with the fork or chopsticks. I had to use my fingers. It was a mess. You were a mess. A delicious mess. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get at the festival. Usually unique, different, delicious foods. So if anything, try all the festivals because I think they're all fun and worth it. And uh, I know if you're out hit up Kent because he'll take you out and and share stories and have a good time and we also want to say thank you to Ryan and his wife Lauren for meeting up with us and and hanging out we got a fun picture oh we'll tell one quick story we're uh we're trying to meet with Ryan and Lauren and we're standing by Belle who disappears and And the character character, so usually when a character goes away they're going to powder their nose or something and like five minutes five minutes five minutes and and this bell doesn't come back for 30 plus minutes. I've never, and I felt so bad for the little kids waiting in line who were like next up in line. We took their photo pass person and got a picture of us. That's how long she was gone. It was great. So, uh, characters, there's still a lot of lines and uh, a lot of character interactions at the festival. Actually, that's one thing. Characters move, I realized, when the festival, they move them around a little bit. So, if you're used to meeting, uh, a different character at a different place with the festival, especially Festival of the Arts versus Food and Wine. Felt like they kind of bounced around a bit. So just be on the lookout and never be afraid to ask a cast member. Yep. I think I think we summed it up. Yep. All right. Well, this is uh, Derek and Doug. We got to go. What do we got next here at the studios? Um, It's time to go do a, a well, we got to eat dinner. Oh, dinner. Dinner. And uh, we're going to do a little shopping because we left our children at home. And so if you want our children not to be quite as sad as they are that they got left at home, go on to iTunes and uh, scroll out a little review and uh, give us five stars. And then they'll be happier children when we get home.
that was, we, it's all about the children. All I like the, the plug. All the children care about is how many reviews we have on iTunes. It's true, and we got a couple more this week. So yeah. thank you for those guys who are reviewing, and absolutely go on to iTunes and subscribe. Be sure to go on social media and like Facebook or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Rope Drop Radio. We've been posting a ton of stuff while we've been down here, and while this show is uh, on the air, we will be posting more stuff from the festival. I took a lot of good videos. And uh, I think that was what annoyed Doug the most. I had a gimbal. He doesn't look where he's walking when he uses the gimbal. He just kind of goes. Kind of like a toddler would move through a crowd. But the video looks good. The, the video is super smooth, but you, you slow down and you weave and bob when you don't need to bob and weave. Stressful. It happens. All right. Well, we're going to get back to it. So, thank you so much for listening to this live episode of Rope Drop Radio. And be sure to book the festival next year. I will put Michelle's email in the show notes. But that is all the time that we have. For Derek, I'm D- for Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio. <laughs>